point eight to ten p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. Babunduli, let's get down to the business of ultimately why you are the guest this evening. You are taking over. So, without further ado, I'm going to stop talking now. You know when to give me back my show. The platform is yours. The guest is yours. South Africans who are listening are all yours. Please proceed. I I, I, I welcome the heritage that you are giving me, you as well as your producers. I have invited one of the people I hold with very much respect, his name is Professor Ari Sitas, a, a writer of eminence, a sociologist, former president of the World Sociological uh, uh, Association, and a friend of mine when we started, uh, when I arrived from exile, together with uh, Ari Sitas, we started the African Renaissance offer, the African Renaissance uh, Institute. Sankofa being a bird that flies to the past in order to lead us to the future. Ari Sitas, can you hear me? Hello. Yes, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you give me just Hello? two, can you give me two lines of East Tagazelo Zaku? Hello. Um, yes, uh, well, good evening. Hello, Pichika. Hello, listeners. Hello, SAFM. It's wonderful to reconnect during these mad times. Okay. Hello? Can you hear me? Ari, we are confronting uh, the uh, uh, Heritage Month here. And remember that when we met uh, at uh, in Guazulu Natal, you and I were involved in these kind of uh, uh, you know, issues. Can you just yeah. tell the listeners here as to what is it that we sought to achieve when we are working together in Wazulu Natal? Yes, there were there were a lot of things that needed to be achieved during that time. Remember, we were just out of the throes of a, the most vicious civil war. We were into a new democratic society. The communities were torn asunder. Even people, even if when people talked peace, they meant war. And it was, and when they talked development, we didn't know what they meant unless there was peace. And we didn't know what community meant unless there was peace. And I remember very vividly, very vividly the hard work that had to happen to bring all the communities together in uh, KwaZulu-Natal whether it was the spiritual communities, whether it was the trade unions, whether it was the warring political parties, it was basically trying to find a way of moving beyond the carnage. And I remember us being almost kind of the fools in this, uh, in this process because many people thought, oh yes, peace, peace is something that Ah, well, if we can say peace, then we can get, get an advantage here or there. And I thought our idea of the project and of any naissance, whether it's a renaissance or a new naissance, needed to achieve a situation beyond conflict. And whether 
You know, I remember you just standing there in the most serious context, doing poetry, bringing back the old Imbongi traditions, talking philosophy, talking hunger, talking poverty, talking the fact that it was a war between known people. So I remember that very, very, very vividly. And I remember the amazing people that really rallied around you primarily and us, trying to bring uh, the communities together, because that had, uh, had to happen. So that was in my memory, you know, just and we worked at all kinds of levels. And it was exhausting, but I think we will not remember it for the successes, we'll be remembered for all the failures. Does that cover cover our work during that, that time? That, that cover for all the listeners uh, who know me and listen you know, to me, I want them to know that when I came you know, here, it is Ari Sitas that I'm actually talking to here, who took me to my own province and took me to the remotest areas where the old people and knowledge holders you know where there was the IFP ANC war our heritage also involves that but we have rose above those you know things in order to you know to move forward but Ari if someone were to say to you how do you read the situation as it is, you know, today here, are we or, uh, online? Are we keeping on to the uh, heritage that uh, the former leaders uh, 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 have uh, uh, directed to us? The Tambos, the Sobukwes, the, the the Steve Bikos, and the variety of other uh, people. Are we on track? Well, it's a very difficult question. Uh, Depends where you are. I'm, I'm very, very, very taken by a lot of the amazing initiatives that are happening on the ground by people mm. who are wanting, are wanting a better future for our children. You know, we as kind of more experienced intellectuals are struggling at policy level. And every now and again, we go down and we just get amazed by what people are capable of and what people are capable in terms of building real solid communities. And I do believe, I do believe the cultural questions are quite uh, central. You know, we, we, we have all these heritage sites that instead of making them into substantive knowledge and humanities and science areas, we're trying to make them into tourism centers. And we're missing a step. But we'll get it right. At least, you know, we, the policies are beginning to come together and understand that, hey, we're not driftwood, like Mazisi Kunene uh, once said. We, all of us, all of us come from a long way back. And in accepting the responsibility of moving beyond that process of colonialism, that processes of imperialism, those processes that really deranged the senses, uh, it's all going to go. That period was a small period in the history of Africa. And 
you know, things are going to have to get much better. But we have to get wise at the moment, I think. You know, we are facing a pandemic at the moment. There will be many, many more shocks in the near future. And we so, do, Ari, in your yeah. own way, how do we arrive at this uh, you know, dream that uh, the great Mazizi Gunene uh, you know, died preaching uh, to you and I? How do we change our condition in well, a practical sense? I think we need to combine, you know, and this is me personally speaking, not speaking for any kind of organization. We have to, we have to somehow combine a, a sense of living rights and a sense of dignity that is based on deep, deep, deep traditions. We need to be protected. We need to be protecting each other. We need to create communities that are real communities. Remember, Pitika, when we saying that we should ban the words community and development and, until we know what we mean by them, instead of rhetoric, get down to it. So I think, you know, this sense of living rights, livelihoods, dignity, cultural uh, prowess, respect, thinking that the other, as remember that, 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 that lawyer, what's his name? Gandhi, I think I remember his name was. He said the other is wonderful, full of wonders. You know, we don't need to be othering people anymore. We need to have an inclusive uh, livelihoods program. We have to have an inclusive society that is absolutely respectful. But we need to really, really stop declarations and get down to the hard work of recovering the past, of understanding what was meaningful in the last hundred years, preserving it, transforming it, and moving forward. I think that's what I'm thinking. Art, science, and people together. So, so Ari, what do you say about what's happening in our country? The issue of femicide, the issue of rape, the issue of child uh, uh, abuse, the issue of uh, discriminating against other Africans, calling them Amakwere uh, Kwere. Uh, what is your take actually on that in terms of our heritage? Well, it is an embarrassment to any heritage, what is going on. You know, and shame is a revolutionary sentiment. We should be ashamed about what is, uh, what is going on. It is people who are doing that to other people. You know, and, I mean, it's, it's, it is incredible to think that we believe still in, the, in those Berlin borders that carved out this continent and that we can use this as an excuse and use the other scapegoats in order to make ourselves feel kind of empowered into poverty once again. You know, and it is at the moment when women are beginning to earn themselves out of their own struggles some dignity in, the, in this country, we are there around to, to beat them down uh, into submission. That's unacceptable. You know, if, in, in a, you know that's what, what I'm feeling about. And we should be ashamed and we should be active about it. And it is not just a government decree that will do it, but it is action, action, action by people who think that this is enough. 
enough is enough. Enough is indeed enough. Thank you so much for those thoughts in response to that question in terms of the social ills that have come to characterize present-day South Africa, Professor Ari Sitas. In case you don't know me, I am Songa Zomabek, otherwise the guy who does Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays on the slot. Tuesdays is a day where people take over, no less this evening, Professor Piti Kantuli. We do have a caller on the line, Romeo from Ladysmith. Romeo, good evening. Thanks for calling. Please contribute. Thank you for picking up my call. Uh, hey, thank you. Thank you, Brother Songezo, for bringing two granaries of knowledge that contain African and proud in, in our, during the time of heritage. I wanted to ask a question. Uh, the question that I want to ask is, listening to both of them, they started this program way back with the, the intention of trying to achieve and always have the memory of our African uh, culture that we need to follow from time to time. Do we still have got that kind of opportunity considering the lives that we live in this type of world today with the technology that we have? Because I heard you saying the Japanese said um, Western knowledge, but uh, with the Japanese uh, interest and in the, their way of doing things. Can Africa come to that extent? Are we not too late? Or if we are not, can we start rebuilding our own culture and always respect our own system? Thank you very much. Fantastic. Thanks for your contribution there, Romeo. And perhaps what I propose to do, Professors and Duli, as well as Sitas, I'm just going to read a couple of messages that have also come through in the way of contribution, after which we're going to take an ad break, and then I'm going to call for your responses in an omnibus after that. And here is the first SMS. Songezo, tonight we will sleep with our minds wide awake and wake up with a new vision. I'm in the midst of great education. Let the professor sanitize us with his knowledge. Knowledge. We are listening. Second SMS. Thank you so much there, dear brother or dear sister. Second message. Good evening to you and your guest. Thank you, sir. Your words are so powerful and your journey in life so painful. You found it within yourself to defy all the odds and achieve immense success. God bless. Thank you, Brother Songezo, for hosting a great man. Thank you so much there indeed. Another one. That's the third message coming through. Sorry. Please ask your guest what's the need that has to be changed to take South Africa forward. In other words, what is needed in this country as change to take us to our chosen path by our ancestors and our deities. Final contribution from the SMSs. Butsongezo, great guest, great show, great producers, absolutely. Thank you very much, MM. That for now is the contribution from the listeners. We will continue, of course, immediately after the break, which is now. Professor Ntuli is on the line. Professor Sitas is also on the line. Please engage them. You'll scarcely find them in the same room at the same time, and especially on this platform at this time. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songe Zomapete on SAFM. We continue with more contributions from those who are listening. Abiso goes on to say, Songezo, you're with a legend there, a true African and realist. 
Songhezo, heritage without resources is as good as dead, and the land question is a case in point. What is it that we're celebrating as Africans if we're not sharing in the resources? Thank you so much there, Kabiso, for your contribution. Fani Matlangu, what an inspirational man Songhezo you have. Very proud of him, especially considering it's Heritage Month. Thumbs up indeed to him, Fani Matlangu. Thank you so much for your contribution there. Sikon Mabani, what a great guest you have there. This is breathtaking. Perhaps let me throw back to you, Professor Anduli, respond to what you can, and of course engage as you have been doing, Professor Sitas. Uh, I, I said, you know, thank you very much to uh, Fani Masangu and to, to Kaviso. And I would just like to make, uh, you know, Fani happy. Today we have got uh, Esther Masangu whose work is celebrated all over the world, <laughs> the, the, the murals that the Ndebele women are, are done. But what is the heritage of that? It's simply this. Uh, when I was a 10-year-old, my mother used to uh, do these murals. American tourists came and they said, what colors do they use? We said, no, they use earth colors. Then they said, what happens when it rains? We said, obviously, the, uh, the, 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 the rain is going to wash the colors off. And then an American said, why can't they use enamel paint? Enamel paint will remain there forever. My aunt said, tell this white man that I'm so tired because white people want to create little forevers, while we in Debele women want to demonstrate that we can forever create. Everything goes off, we wow. put in another design. Everything goes up, put your other design. That is a heritage that uh, you, Fani, uh, you, you don't come from. Think about it. Little forevers versus but, but forever like creating. Yeah. Okay, well, particularly, let me take the other question about is it possible without resources? Look, I want to tell our listeners that South is not a poor country, it is an unjust country. The resources are here. We produce enough to feed everyone, but most people go hungry. Something has to be done. You know, we have cultural resources, we have creativity, we have musicality, we have an education system that might make us something different in the near future. We need to mobilize every human and every uh, kind of material energy for the achievement of a certain dream that we talked about. You know, Maziti Kunene talked about the festival. We talked about, we talk about a society where everybody will feel that they are really being looked after and they're looking after each other. We do have the resources. We just need to get the system's right, we need to get each other right, and we will be there. Perhaps not in your or my lifetime, but I'm convinced that we will, our children, not children's children, will get there, even though the world seems to be going crazy at the moment. May I say that? The power of uh, black people, the power of blackness, which demonstrated, uh, uh, you know, in South Africa by the Pan Africanist Congress of Azania, uh, 
the of, of Robert Magalitso Sobugwe. It was in existence in the country for only nine months. And within those nine months, with a positive action campaign to get the dignity of the African Edo people, conquer the fear of prison, conquer, you know, the fear of all of those things. To an extent that Sobuke had to be banished, even while he was in Ireland, uh, Steve Biko had to be killed, uh, Zephum Tuping had to be, uh, you know, charged in, in a treason trial in battle, of which I was co-charged. So in other words, whenever we talk about anything that is actually black, even amongst our own kind of a black you know, government, we are not going to hear people absolutely uh, you know, listening you know, to you. So Ari is right. We need to get everybody, every resource uh, to mobilize ourselves towards uh, the achievement of a better life, living our cultures unapologetically. Prof. Tuli, let me ask this question to you and perhaps... Professor Cetus as well might contribute. The question of erasure is a serious one in relation to how the struggle of this country is told. Rightly or wrongly, there is a political party that has a strong influence in the telling of these stories because it has been in government for all it has been. And of course, it has the leaders that, for whatever reason, the world over are celebrated, and of course, with good reason. But you mentioned Bukwe, I mean, you mentioned Sobukwe and Biko. There are also your Potlacho Lebalos of the PAC, specifically your Peter Raburokos, who've done great work in exile. Mm. Those mm. names are as fundamental to understanding the country that we were given in 94 and the society that we are trying to be since. How great a lamentation should it be in this society now that many of our founders who have given us, in part, the dignity that at least we enjoy now, but their voices are not heard, their works are not used for set work or used for academia. Even their institutions of their names have got more value outside the borders of this country now versus where they actually did a lot of their work in exile. And yet all they were ever doing was fighting for Ntuli, Mabeta and Sitas in South Africa to have this kind of conversation in harmony and peace. How can we revive those names? The people we have mentioned are all distinguished by one motto, three S's, service, sacrifice, suffering. When we joined the struggle, I joined the struggle to serve. I knew I was going to suffer, right? There is no way here for being either taken over by the Guptas or to start attacking the pandemic money, uh, to allow greed and corruption uh, uh, to run. When I started my career at the age of 17, I knew that I had to serve, I had to suffer, I had to sacrifice. It was not about gain, it was not about anything. That's what the Sobukwe, that's what the uh, Irobiko, that's what the Chuping, that's what all of these uh, you know, people were, to serve for our country. Prof. Sita's final contribution from you then in a minute or so. You've written a oh. lot of your thoughts. You've written a lot of your thoughts down. The ethic of reconciliation, the Mandela decade, labor culture, society in post-apartheid South Africa, the flight of the Guala Guala bird. I'm asking you this question because you did touch on it. With South Africa having enough to feed its yearnings, fundamental yearnings anyway, not so much its greed, 
how do we correct the system where the resources are concentrated at the top, designed to filter down, do not. We can talk about the existence of the institutions. Institutions are people. Institutions are not these magnificent things that do work outside people. How do we then correct the ethic of the individuals who occupy these spaces designed to give the African in Africa one's dignity? You're asking me a question that needs a week, uh, a, a week's discussion to come to a, to a conclusion. But uh, you know, as I said, you know, that we are not a poor society; we're an unjust society. There is an unjustified concentration of wealth at the top, and the majority of that wealth is still in white pockets. Fact. It is a fact. How do we work together to see an actual transformation of the socio-economy of this, uh, this country so that some of those, even the simplest ideas, going back to the 1910s and 20s of equity, of freedom, can be met. And yet, and even beyond that, now we're beginning becoming conscious of the fact that we are real, really, really, we need to also look after our biodiversities, about that kind of heritage. You know, when, when those Portuguese ships came around the Cape, what they saw there were communities that lived in harmony with nature. We, have, we are beginning to destroy all that. Part of that heritage is exactly that. Not only equality, but also equality. Now, these are big words, but it's a simple issue. You cannot have a society flourishing and human flourishing when there are such inequalities. Excellent. Let's and then these there. inequalities are based on class, race, gender, and other distortions. Let's yeah. leave it there. Prof. Sitas, uh, we do appreciate your time. We also appreciate the indulgence of my colleague who's waiting to do the news. Good evening, Mr. Greg Close.